is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Yo, 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 welcome to the SWBC Mortgage Bedroom. And welcome back to another episode of Hanging with the Boys in Different Locations. How you doing, yeah, fellas? Enthusiasm in your voice, man. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, what's the guy? Hey, man, what's the right? old guy that used to come on and he used to have, used to have a shadow of? It's the older white gentleman. He used to have a shadow. He's like... And he used to have all these. The next episode, hey, hey, Shannon, that was pretty good. Go ahead, William I'm sorry. Shatner. <laughs> oh my God, what uh, you think of the guy? Wow. Yeah, let us know wow. what you think of him. So I, you, you, how, you say. I'm well, sorry. Go ahead, on. <laughs> oh, okay. You guys are looking good. Jesse got his hot boys hat on. Nate's got his uh, his jersey. His actual whole uniform on. What what yeah. uniform is that? What game? That is was that a from? that was a younger slim Nate. That's Super Bowl. That's Super Bowl. Bro. That's that's something that y'all don't know about yet. <laughs> Jesse, Bowl. I didn't know you were. I didn't know you were hot boys, Jesse. Yeah, they say hot boys not just you know on the field. It's a mentality. So Ooh, they, all right. They 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 doing good things in the community right now. So I can represent the hot boys. They keep doing that good pro stuff Bowl? in the community. We'll still we'll still represent. See that Pro Bowl when it used to be a real Pro Bowl. Y'all see that? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. Nice. nice. Yeah. We need to take a tour. One of these shows, Nate, we'll take a tour around your house and see all your. No, no, you won't. Not no, no. I, I don't want pictures of myself. <laughs> I, no, I was just, I was just having a little fun. You can stop with that, Shannon. I love you, but not that much. <laughs> not, yeah. Oh man! Uh, all right, let's go. It's been, it's been a week since we talked. I, I feel like this is becoming the new normal. I think everybody, you know, I've talked to a lot of different people through WebExes and and things like that. Um, conference calls and and it it feels like everybody's kind of starting to settle in as this is kind of the new normal so nate are you are you getting adjusted to to this being the new normal for it sounds like what's going to be the next several weeks well well, shannon i'm glad you asked that because and i'm quite sure with all you guys we 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 do my sunday school classes by by via this way we we do my church like we don't our Sunday school class is basically like this, what we're doing here. But mm-hmm. my church, we just, we all tune in to our pastor. And uh, then I have a few friends that when they want to rap at me, you know, I know about face, FaceTiming now. And so, uh, which I don't mind doing, but y'all know me. I'm a personal guy. When y'all text me a lot of times, I, it, you know, I go one text and then I'm calling. I, I like I like to feel like I'm touching the person, you know, uh, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I'll adapt to whatever way, man, because uh, the stories we had before we uh, got on this deal with certain family members and stuff like this, man, I want to do my part even more now to make sure that everybody else has a chance to survive. Yeah. Kurt, what if, uh, I know you've been really busy with the book, so I don't know if you've gotten to breathe much uh, the last week or so, but are you 
are you settling into this kind of being the new, you know, every day for you? Yeah, it's it's kind of, we were talking a little bit earlier, uh, Matt and I, about how the weekend was, and there ain't much difference now between the weekend and the and the work week, you know, it, it's kind of all <laughs> running together, but yeah, we're getting used to it, we're, we're uh, you know, trying to trying to get out, trying to stay, or, you know, walks and things like that, trying to stay active, get out of the house a little bit and get some fresh air, but... I wouldn't say we're totally adjusted. I'd love to be back uh, seeing you guys in person, but, you know, it is what it is. We'll make the best of it. Yeah. Jesse, I know you're probably still sore from doing all your push-ups, but what are you, uh, <laughs> what are you doing these days to, to, I guess, kind of stay in shape? Or Are you able to get any workouts in? Are you able to get outside? Or, and are you kind of settling into this being the, the new norm? I hate it. I, I hate every bit of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> One, I, I hate. I, here's here's why I really hate it. I I hate being told what to do. Like you gotta stay in the house. You gotta do. I hate being told <laughs> what to do. I like to go and 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 when I you know to come and go as I please. Uh, but I've been able to you know get workouts in and, and just you know relax and uh, and just chill. But this 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 isn't me. Like I'm 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 a busy dude. Like I'm always going. Whether it's with you guys or at the school or speaking engagements or training guys I'm, I'm always on the go always moving so for me to kind of be sitting uh you know isolated and 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 to me this this is we i have to adapt to it i have to accept it but i'll sure a uh, man i'll be so glad when this thing is over with you don't have to like it right you, you have yeah. to do it but you don't have to enjoy doing it i don't yeah. i don't i don't Shout Shout out to uh, Wingstop. They were they were going to deliver us wings this morning, and we were going to eat them on yeah, the show. Still licking my fingers, yeah. man. And, uh, still licking had, my fingers. We had some logistical issues. You can all blame it on me, um, but we were we were not able to get the wings delivered this morning. So hopefully, we figure something out next week. They are still the sponsor of our show. We still love them very much, and we oh, will yeah. at some point ha- have wings together remotely. Nate, okay, Nate hey, told Shannon, us. I, Nate told me about you a long time ago, and, and time he ago. said, yeah, "I told he, you, man, he'll overpromise and underdeliver every yeah. time." Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I'll tell you guys. I tell you what. You ask. You ask any of those other shows how much free swag they get, and I guarantee you, we get ten times more than any of those other shows. So that's true. I, I do fall short sometimes, but it's not from lack of effort. It's it's usually things outside of my control. Like, but today, all those other shows, one hundred percent work for the Cowboys, so they can probably walk down and get a lot of the swag themselves. We we are kind of a mixed bag group right here. We're all we're all over the place. We all have a common interest and a common employment for the Cowboys, but we're not all one hundred percent employed by the Cowboys like those other shows. No, speak for yourself, Jesse. Speak for yourself. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, all right, oh, folks. Man. Let's get let's get into a little bit of football, and I'm sure I'm sure by the it, the last segment we will this thing will fall completely off the rails like it usually does. But we'll try to hold it on the rails for the the first couple of segments. Wait, so. you never said how you're doing through all this. I'm doing great. Oh, yeah, he's I'm doing fine. fine. Okay. I'm doing great, right. man. I'm Just living in sure. this new place. Getting, I'm getting settled into to your, your uh, girl ain't throwing life. you out yet. No, ain't throwing I mean, you out yet. All right. I, I've been telling everybody like, hey, if we can, 
if we can make it through this the first time living with each other and being around each other 24 7 and you can't leave you can't get mad and go go down to the bar and have a drink like you get mad you go to the fridge and you get a beer and you sit on the couch next to the person you mad at so like you can't get away so if we can get through this like we we can get through anything but no it's been good we it actually came at a great time you know with us moving able to unpack boxes and um, kind of get the apartment in order and then it gives us time to go get outside and, and take walks and do things that we probably normally wouldn't do and really just honestly I mean we, we've been together over a year but just honestly getting to get know, to know each other and spend time together and um, it's it it's been you know I hate that it's happening I'm like Jesse I'm always on the go like I cannot stand to sit at, at the house but I've found other things to keep me occupied that I normally wouldn't do, you know, like just doing different things that I, I normally I'd be playing video games. I've been trying to take the time that I have instead of doing it on something and wasting it like on a video game or something like that, trying to find something constructive and, and creative to do. So it's, and honestly, I am busier with work now than I have been since the season ended. So I've been on, conference calls and video calls like non-stop with a, a bunch everybody's got different initiatives going on around the company right now just trying to figure out a different way to deliver content to our fans and do some things that are out of the box so it's been it's been super busy but it's been good it's been really good all right so now on to football so this was a mailbag question that kurt sent me um have the cowboys done enough in free agency are you know there's still concerns at cornerback defensive line safety slot receiver are are they set up to have a productive draft and just go after i guess best available no matter what position do you guys um start with you jesse because you haven't talked very much and we're already 10 minutes into the show so you're probably (laughs) ready to roll um all right. What do you think? Have they done enough in free agency? Um, no, they they haven't. But here's the thing: I, I want us to be cautious about. Like, we always want to go after the name. We always want to go, you know, after the 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 recognizable name that we know across the league. Here's what I will say: that they've done. They set themselves up for the draft, not having to go in and be so. They not they didn't handicap themselves going into the draft. In years past, they had to go in and get you know a certain guy. That guy wasn't there. Their whole draft was busted. They've given themselves enough cushion to go into the draft and say, hey, if this guy is there at 17, if that guy is there at 17, we can take either or and be okay. We're not pigeonholed to go in there and getting one guy or one specific position uh, in this year's draft. But I still think they could have addressed some more areas in free agency. But I do believe with these uncertain times that we're in has hindered what they've been able to do because they haven't been able to do medicals, do interviews, just work guys out, just physically sit in front of a guy and talk to him and and see what he's about. Uh, They made some questionable signings this offseason, but uh, uh, they could have done a little bit more. They they were kind of like laying in the weeds, but they set themselves up so that they can go into the draft and doesn't they don't have to be pigeonholed to getting one specific position. Nate, what do you I believe, think? I, I believe that not only the unknown with the, with this virus, but the unknown with the coaching staff. Uh, they they may have worked together all during the off season, you know, taping games, uh, doing uh, 
little uh, setups for games as though they were still active coaching. But until we know who they are, until they know who they are, with the players that they've gotten in this limited market, uh, I'm just going to uh, kind of hold, uh, be neutral right here. I'm not going to ride the fence because I think we should have been set up better coming out of last year than we are now. We let a lot of guys get free over the last few years should, who we should have been talking to and trying to keep in the house, but we didn't. So right about now, I'm just going to wait and see how this new coaching staff, I'm talking about this defensive coaching staff along with the special team coaching staff, I want to just see how they put things together because brothers, y'all know we just piecemeal right now. That's all it is. We, we went out and got Poe, we went out and got McCoy, we signed some DBs, but the DBs are more special team guys than actual cover guys, so uh, I, I, I'm in the middle right now. Kurt? Yeah, I, I think that, I mean, it depends on how you look at it. I mean, really, their free agency is signing their own guys. I mean, they, they spent big money on Amari. Look at last year with DeMarcus, with Zeke. I mean, that's their focus. You know, they haven't signed, that I can remember, they haven't signed a big free agent deal since Brandon Carr, and that was what, six, seven years ago, something like that. So it's Eight just not their – yeah, it's not their priority anymore. They want to sign the big contracts to their own people. And I guess that's working out. I mean, you're glad you got Lawrence, I think. Um, Zeke long-term, you hope, works out. Um, same with Amari. I mean, there's question marks with all of them. But um, I don't know if we're going to see a, a, a big name come in here anymore. So they're kind of signing guys for depth, kind of filling in holes and – that with you know one-year deals with like McCoy or uh, I mean um, Poe and some of these guys, is it the right way to go? I don't know, but I do think that they are set up at least where they can draft the best player available in that first round. And um, yeah. overall, they, can they make a big difference? Change the whole scene in one draft? I don't know if they can, but that's the, kind of the route the, they've been going. The thing is, and y'all may not agree with me, but it, it points this way. Everybody has an identity. Uh, and I'm not saying the Cowboys have a lockdown identity. But we know from the last five years, it's all about our offense. It's all about our offense. And they're still trying to glue together the defense. They're going to try from – they're going to have a hybrid 3-4, 4-3 defense with a lot of the, the nickel packages in it most of the time. But until we get some solid pieces on defense that you can count on, Besides D-Law, you know, this, this is how it's going to look. This is how it's going to look. I mean, uh, we went through it last year, the year before, and it's been it's been about like our winning and losing. It's been every other every other year of success or non-success. So Have would they, you go out and would you spend big money on a, you know, Clowney or Tremaine Johnson? Or, uh, no, I mean, no, no. I, I'm not saying that this method can't work because Kansas City does this with their defense. Uh, the Ravens, uh, up until they drafted that the quarterback that they have, they, they basically did that with their offense. So teams have specific identities and what they believe in and where they spend their money. And I'm not saying that's wrong, but when do we get successful at that? I mean, just, I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, because I know you, you, you're a big power offensive guy. Yeah, you say five years, I, I go – 50 years. I mean, even back when you were playing, this thing was always about offense. You know, you, you, that, yes, but, great, but the Jimmy player Johnson that you had on. Kept, 
I can't hear you, Jesse, so. No, I was saying that, you know, this thing has always been about offense for the Cowboys. The, all the big names and the big money has always been spent on offense. And so when you see a guy like Zeke get signed and you see a guy like uh, um, Amari get signed, those things to me are 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 basically what they what who they are they they've they've always been one that going to sign the you know the big names from their teams they want to they want to have the jersey sales they want to have uh to be able to play in those big time sunday and monday night football games you need the names to go and do those type of things but defensively the thing with, with this team is is I, I just truly believe the way that the nfl is going the, the whole having these you know Ravens or 85 bear defenses, those things are long gone. It's all about now how you can go and get 30, 35 plus points a game. Please don't argue me with that we don't have to score 30 plus points a game. I, I've argued with the guy right that for a year about that, and that came to be true. We're not going to argue about you got to score 30 plus points a game to be uh, a contender in this league. Um, you just need you. Here's what you need for for your defense. You you need your defense, and and Nate, you always kind of go back to this, kind of like Kansas City. Um, I, I just need you to be good enough to get a stop or two when necessary. I, I don't, I don't need you. world beaters. I don't, I don't need the 85 Bears. I just need you to go out there and get, when, 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 it's, when it's, you know, 35-30, I need you to get a stop. It's in the fourth quarter, we're up 35-30. Here's why I need you to get a stop. I, I don't need you to hold a team to 14 points anymore because we can only score 17. No, we're going to score 30 plus points a game. I, I just need you in those critical moments before the half, at the end of ball games, when I need you to make a play defense, that's when I need a sack or pass breakup or something to happen, a turnover. I, I need something to happen for the defense. I, I, don't need, I don't need the 85 Bears. I don't need the 2000 Ravens. I just need a defense good enough that when we get in those crucial moments, that you're not going to give up the third down on third and nine. That you're not going to let a ball get behind your, you know, get behind your head on third and long. I, I need you when, when, when we're when we're putting that pressure on to get home, get the sack, don't miss the sack. Oh, when that interception hits your hands, catch it, don't drop it, turn your head, deflect it. That's all I need because I have an offense that's built to score thirty plus points a game, and if they can do that, and you can just get us, that's a, that's a been our biggest problem. We just couldn't get stops when stops were needed. And it's been that way for a couple of years now. Have they done enough in this free agency to be able to take the uh, the best available player in the draft, or is or is that, or do they still need to go defense? I, I feel like they they gonna still have to go defense because I, that theory that Jerry Jess is talking about that's what I've been preaching. But right before the half, can you get a play? Right right at the end of the game, can you make a play? Uh, we, we don't have that playmaker. We, uh, besides Demarcus Lawrence, we don't have that guy that we know that can possibly make that play. And so, uh, I, you know, I, I've been seeing where they they, they been talking about this kid up in uh, Oklahoma a lot. A lot of guys are saying he's going to fall to us. If they get the guy, I'm not going to be mad. But that puts even more pressure on our defense, uh, I think, to um, to make them plays. It's going to come. What, what you think, Jesse, about three or four plays a half that you can count on for your defense say, oh, boy, that's a nice play. It's just a possible game changer. So uh, you still going to have to get somebody to cover somebody. I don't care what you do. You're going to have to still cover somebody. And cornerbacks are, are, are at a premium. 
not so much safeties, uh, hybrid linebackers and safeties. I had a um, I had a premium in this draft. I mean, if you can get one, you you going in the right direction. It's it's right. going to be interesting to see if they. Hey. I think they they can do best available on defense. I mean, they're set up for that because they got so many holes they need to fill. But I, I think you were, were you talking about uh, the wide receiver at Oklahoma Lamb. I think was that who you were talking yeah, about? Nate? CD Lamb. Yeah, CD Lamb. Yeah. they just surely you they, surely they wouldn't go for a receiver in the first round, would they? And now I'm just saying those are the national guys talking yeah. that foolishness. But you, you know, if they come up with an offensive guy, I mean, would you be totally shocked? No, no. not at all. <laughs> so that, that, not at all. See, you know, let me let, let me ask you this, Nate. If, if you do that, if you can score 35, 30, 35 points a game, is that okay? If that's how you're you're building this, if offense. that's how you going if that's how you gonna win. See, one thing you gotta like about it, when you look at Kansas City, as much as they throw the ball, as much as we talk about Mahomes, every week y'all heard me say, did you see how many yards this quarterback ran for? Did you see how they closed the game out with that running back? The running backs are closers. Quarterbacks are everything, a plus a closer. He like you take a Cy Young award winner. They can do it all. They can they can, they can pitch six, seven shutout innings, or they can go the distance, go nine, and close it out. That's what Mahomes is. He can run the ball. He ran the ball on an average of maybe 50, 50 yards a game, just enough to keep Everybody in their past lanes. And if and if Dak, and if Dak is not this kid, but Dak has some of those traits. Dak used to be a closer. Last year things went a little haywire and and, and he wasn't that consistent closer that we look for. But if Dak can get back to his old winning ways of being careful with the ball, as well as getting it downfield like he did this year and run, and just running a little more when allowed, uh Maybe we'll have to do it 35 points a game. I have no problem with that. All I want is wins. But your defense do have to play a part. All right. Let's get to our first break when we come back. So many things to talk about. Alden Smith, Rex Ryan talking about Amari Cooper. I'm really interested to get Jesse's thoughts on this because I, <laughs> I, I think I know what direction he's going to go with this. And I Open up I, with Jesse, please. I'm so, so glad that, that I don't have access to the locker room after we have that conversation because I have a feeling I would feel really uncomfortable in there. But we'll get to all those things and more when we come back on Hanging with the Boys. The Cowboys way where Thanksgiving means spending the day with 100,000 of your closest family and friends to watch the game live. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships show us what success looks like. Where we're all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans have the power to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America. Copyright 2019, Bank of America Corporation. So, you're shopping, and that's when you see it. Aisle 23. Dr. Pepper stacked from top to bottom as far as the eye can see. The phrase too good to be true comes to mind, yet there it is. A rich, delicious Dr. Pepper paradise. Wait, did did that can of Dr. Pepper just open itself for you? They all are. As if to say, so nice to treat you. And even though it feels weird to talk to a can, you pick one up and say, it's so nice to be treated. Dr. Pepper. 
So nice to treat you. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score, September 2019. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today in the Stadium Pro Shop or at Stetson.com. Back to Hanging with the Boys. We're back, and you know what you need to do since you're at home? You need to go to wingstop.com now to get that undeniable deliciousness that we all should have had this morning. But again, I let everybody on my team down. They can deliver it right to your door. Your choice of 11 mouth-watering flavors like zesty lemon pepper, which is what Nate wanted, mango habanero, or spicy Korean Q. All available in boneless, which me and Kurt are the only two boneless eaters on the show, or classic Bone-in, wing stop, where flavor gets its wings. And speaking of Kurt, you've been yes. working on, you've been working on a couple of things. You've been working on this the 60th anniversary book, which everybody will get to see that before too too terribly much longer. And you just put to bed recently an awesome, yeah, yet again draft guide. Tell everyone yeah, just, what you just did. Just got a draft guide done. I don't know if you can see that. It might be reversed. And yeah, there. Um, get you ready for the draft, Cowboys. We got our mock drafts in there. We got breakdowns, analysis of uh, players, um, everything you need from a Cowboys type angle. Um, check it out. Go to DallasCowboys.com/star. Right now, our digital copies are available. We should have some print ones out there soon. DallasCowboys.com/star to get our official Dallas Cowboys draft guide. Thanks. Who all? Who all contributes to that? Who all? Uh, pretty much all of our writers. Nick, uh, David Hellman's kind of the lead guy uh, uh, draft-wise. Um, uh, Rob Phillips, Mickey was involved. It's it's a team effort. Michael Villarreal, a graphics guy, we really uh, did some different things with the graphics this year, and, and he, he played a big role in that. So it's it takes a lot to put it all together. They did a great work. Awesome, awesome. All right. I'm just gonna jump right in this. I was gonna I was gonna get to it later, but I I, won't, I cannot wait to hear what Jesse has to say about this. Uh, Rex Ryan on what show was he on, Kurt? Uh, it was one of the ESPN shows. I'm not sure which which one. I think okay. it's on Get Up. Um, I had some very up, yeah. th- things to say about uh, Amari Cooper and basically Jesse. You know what you. you you know what he said. Tell everybody what he said, and then t- tell us your thoughts on it. I can't wait. Well, well, like anything, the Cowboys are always on the A block of everyone's programming, and so they were talking about the Amari Cooper signing. He had just, you know, you know, recently signed for hundred million dollars, and the 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 question that was passed around the table was, was he worth it? You know, was signing Amari Cooper worth it? You know, you haven't gotten Dak signed. Was the signing worth it? 
and they went around and they finally got to old Rex Ryan. Now, here's where I, what I don't have a problem with. Just like us, they pay these people to get on TV to analyze and at times be critical of someone's game. And Rex Ryan talked about how Mario Cooper disappeared in games, called him a disappearing act, and uh, and some may believe that, and, and and you know say that he had you know issues with you know cutting off routes and um, had an issue with him not being in the fourth quarter on that fourth down play with the game on the line, the season on the line, and him not being down in, in the game on that fourth uh, fourth down play. I have no problem with those things. Here's where I have a problem with Rex Ryan: when you begin to call a man out of his name. Now, Rex Ryan then would be going to say that I wouldn't pay that turd a dime. Basically saying a cleaned up version is I wouldn't pay that piece of bleep a dime. That's when, that's when you lose me. When you come at another man and you call him out of his name, that right there is when you cross the line. There has to be a level of respect that is given across the board. You may not like me. You may not like my game. You may not like what I've done on the field. But when you begin to say things personally, my mother didn't name me turd. Amari's mother didn't name him turd. So you can have all the ill will feelings you want about how his game is or how he plays his game or what he's done on the field. But when you begin to call a man out of his name, that's when you cross the line for me. That's when it becomes way uh, uh, unprofessional. That's when it comes, as we like to say, the young people like to say, that's when you got to see these hands because that's uncalled for. And... I'm all I'm 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 I don't like people who don't put you know one who don't put their name on stuff and then the second thing is I don't like people Rex would never say that to Amari Cooper's face he can get on TV all he want and try to talk all tough and brash and all that kind of stuff but if Amari was standing six feet we're practicing social distancing if Amari was standing six feet away from Rex Ryan he would have never called him a turd to his face and i have a real big problem with that man you, and then and then you come give you know a a, a a half apology on tv and espn is, is at fault for this as well because why make why make rex ryan apologize when espn you were the one who cut the audio put it on get up put it on uh on social media for all of us to view it so you were, you were playing an even bigger part in this as the company. You should have had more couth and, and had more uh, 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 respect for your brand and for Amari Cooper to not even cut that up and to put it out on social media. I mean, ESPN and Rex Ryan all across the board, that they showed very little respect for Amari. They showed very little couth. They showed very little just everything. And I, to me, that that's unacceptable. And if I was Amari, which he, I'm not, he's not me, I'm not him. If I ever came across Rex Ryan, he and I would have to have a real serious conversation. Nate, was that surprising to you to hear from uh, a former coach to, to, to speak like that about a about a player? Or is that, did not, didn't you know, I, I heard one of our compadres, one of our guys uh, that, of our ilk that works in our field said he sounded like he was very unprepared. And he ran out of words, and so we got to see the real Rex Ryan. Mm. So, like you say, uh, uh, so we got to see the real Rex. So now that that's what you feel, and I'm with you, Jess, 100%. And that's all I have to say on that because uh, that's one of the things I, I think um, Brad Sham for, 
because I used to be out there kind of talking ill of players, kind of calling them out of their names and stuff like that. And and Brad looked at me like, what are you doing? You know, uh, it's all right to tell, to show us what is wrong in this, in on film uh, through expression of your your vocabulary, but to just call a man out of his name, you don't know this man personally. I mean, so you know, keep it professional. Tell us what he, what you know. Yeah, he breaks off his routes. Yeah, he disappeared in a few games. Yeah, he was in, not in there in the fourth quarter. We know that. Tell us why this happened. Give us a little more insight. But to just call him out of his name. You know, especially if this man was to confront you about it, then you got to apologize. Now you got to bow down with your tail between your legs, and you don't want to be put in that position as a man. You know, uh, forcing another man to come to you in that in that in that way. So, I agree with you, Jess. Yeah, and Jesse, you and you and Nate both know this. It, it, players, players. I mean, this is their job, and it's just like anybody else in their job when you. You know, sometimes your boss, which is your coach or your position coach, sometimes they have to they have to call you out a little bit or they have to push you or they have to, you know, it's their job to come in after a game and point out where, you know, where you didn't perform. Or deficiencies as well. Right. So they're used to that. And they'll sit down, and I've seen this happen on the team plane flying back from games where somebody, you know, whether it's a Nick Eatman or, or you know, Rob Phillips or someone, they'll stop a player as they're walking back to the, the player section and they'll say, hey, what happened on this play? And the players know, and they're forthcoming and honest, and they'll say, I missed my assignment, or I did this, or this is what I thought was happening, and this is why that happened. So they're used to being criticized. They're used to being called out. They're used to, and they'll, and they'll you know, they appreciate the honesty because they know the media has a job to do, but I think you guys are right when it's, you know, when you start attacking someone's character or you start attacking, you know, someone's name or something like that, talk about the football stuff all you want. But once it crosses that line to where you're, you know, you're, you're calling out names, I think that's probably where the issue is with this thing. Because I mean, yeah, you can not, have the opinion of him not being worth the money, but once you start going down that other route, that's, that's when it kind of loses me as well. So That's the biggest thing, man. It's, it's, it's respect. It's it's having respect, and mm. as a man, as a man, that that should always be line number one when dealing with another man. Like there has to be a, a a level of respect that is there, and and when that respect line is broken, then then you no longer see me as a man. You see me less than that, and if you see me less than that, then I have to I have to address and I have to handle you differently. But there should always be a level of respect, especially when you're talking about being on national TV. If, if you can't handle yourself in a respectful, appropriate manner, then they need to find someone else to do that job. This isn't, this isn't, this isn't where you can just go and just say this stuff willy-nilly because there, there are consequences for that. There are other people on the other end of your comments that have to receive that. And how they receive that can, can ultimately be not in the best interest or best favor for you. That's all the thing. That I, I, most players, and as a, as a former player, I had no problem with anyone criticizing my game, criticizing my talent. I had no problem with that. That's what they, I, I, that's what they pay you to do. They pay you to, to analyze and to criticize. I have no problem with that. The only problem I will ever have with anyone, anyone, is when you don't treat me with the respect that I deserve as a man. And my mother didn't name me anything other than Jesse Holly. So when you begin to call me other things than that, that's when you and I have a problem. 
call you Mr. Fourth and Long no more. You, you, only you though. Only you. <laughs> only you. <laughs> only you. Might want to change that. Might want to change that Twitter handle then, Jesse. <laughs> how do you think uh, Amar is going to handle this as far as you know with new contracts with big contracts come big expectations he's going to get criticized more do you think he's going to handle it alright do you think he's going to step up are we going to see more from his game remember Amari when he came over from Oakland he was criticized they they said he didn't love football they said he they said the same thing that we're hearing now he didn't love football they said that you know he he was someone who didn't always show up all the time when you're a player like Amari Cooper when you go to you know you're the top players in the country and you go to the Alabamas you're so used to being criticized you you this is is that the first time Amari's heard criticism this isn't the first time Amari's been negative things have been said about him I mean go back to high school I'm pretty sure Kurt if you dug up some high school articles you can find something if you dug up some college articles you can find something I would love to see what is uh look at his um you, you know Kurt you're doing the draft stuff now they always have these draft boards and, and everybody has the pros and cons of what this player is uh what he'll be at the next level I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of criticism in there so for Amari this isn't the first time he's heard criticism it won't be the last time that he's heard criticism and he'll take it like he's always done with grace uh with class he's not a guy who's going to come back and be vocal and be loquacious and what is the things that he says and and, and be you know Shot, shooting shots back at Rex Ryan Amari's going to say hey man it is what it is they they call me Mr. Cooper when I go into the bank they call me Mr. They call me Mr. Cooper when I go into Wells Fargo or B of A or Chase or whatever those hundred million dollars that he'll put in the bank wherever they go I promise you they don't call him a turd in there I promise you they call him Mr. Cooper and he gets first class service when he goes into the bank so do, do as players you don't have to name names or whatever but as players did you have teammates that you saw criticism get to him or anything? Or did most guys able to shake that off? Oh, yeah. No, let, let me, let me say have. this, Kurt. Let, let, let me say this right here. Only the elite get criticized. Everybody else is just lumped together. <laughs> See? <laughs> and I'm being, I'm, being, I'm being honest. I mean, Amari's been elite on every level he's played. Now, whether he's been consistent with that eliteness, that, that you make him criticize that. But elite route runner, elite speed, elite coming out of breaks, elite knowing his plays and knowing where to go. Now, you may have questioned some of those desires at time, some of that will at time, but he's elite. Believe that he is elite. That's why he's being criticized. And he he's a different cat, too, man. He's He's – Especially at the, and you know this firsthand, Jesse, at the wide receiver position, that's a lot of, a lot of people are, you know, me, 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 and really flamboyant and really out there. And he's, you know, he's a very thoughtful guy and he doesn't talk a lot. But when he talks, it's very calculated and it's very, you know, it's very thought out <laughs> and he thinks about everything and he'll, you know, he stops and he pauses and he thinks. So if he puts something out there and that's, you know, I, you know, he, he, did he disappear in a few games this year? Yeah, he was taken out of a few games. But I, I would, and I don't know this off the top of my head, but Kirk, maybe this is something you can come across. But I'd like to see 
your DeAndre Hopkins, your Julio Jones, are they taken out of a two or three games, couple games, one or two games a year where they only have one catch or two catches? And is it maybe just emphasized more because he's on the Cowboys and he is so quiet and he's not outspoken and he, he, he doesn't let things bother him if it's made more of a bigger deal or if that's really – kind of an issue with him is he's able to be taken out of games. I, I don't I don't know the answer to that, but I, I, I think know the stats. I think with those other guys, if you play this position, if you play any position, running back, quarterback, whatever it is, if you if you're in you think Deion Seven Sanders never anyone no one ever had a hundred yard receiving game on him? Yes they have. You think you know you think Michael Irvin, you think Julio Jones has never had a game where they didn't have over fifty yards? Yes, they have. You ever think Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers have never had games where they just had flat out bad games, multiple interceptions? Yes, they have. Running backs being Walter Payton, Emmitt Smith, Zeke Elliott have bad. Yes, everyone, everyone has them. The biggest thing, this is just to me, that sticks out with Amari and his criticism is his history of him. Quote unquote, I don't believe this. Quote unquote, not loving football and disappearing and uh, um, not having a, a love for the game. And you see him not come back in on fourth down. I, that, that's the one part because every other receiver, you name it, Nate, you think Michael Irvin is not going to be on the, on the biggest game of the season in the fourth quarter, game on the line, and it's fourth down? And they're doing a passing play. You think Michael Irvin would allow anyone to keep him on the sideline if he wasn't hurt? No. No. I, 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 no. And, and, and that goes and that goes across the board. You you can Michael Irvin, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins. It's it's those little plays that happen throughout the course of his his season or his career, and you couple that with people saying that he doesn't love football, and you can start piecing things together that makes it look like you know what. Maybe this dude really doesn't love football because he let someone keep him on the sideline in the fourth quarter on fourth down on a passing situation in the biggest game of the season. Most guys, and then and then didn't fuss about it. It's one thing if he was saying like, "Man, you, you see him on the sidelines hooting and hollering and yelling," and you're saying, "Okay, he he cared." But when he's when you see him on the sideline just standing there like with the with the with the with the with the puppy dog face, you're just like, "Oh, he don't he don't really care because he's just standing there on the sideline like it's okay." Right, but that was I guess that was my point is he's a, he's a different cat and he he doesn't seem confrontational and he doesn't seem like it's kind of like it almost seems like hey that's what they told me to do so that's what I did. It's not that he doesn't care, he's just not the kind of guy maybe that makes a big deal out of boat. things. Right, and is not going to go get in somebody's face and be like I need to be in there. Like maybe he's that guy that's like that's the coach, that's what they told me to do, that's what I did. So I don't let's just let's just let's just see what this year brings. Let's see what a new coaching staff, a new way of doing things. Let's see what that brings. Uh maybe these guys can reach out and bring something different out of Amari. Uh he seen, he signed a team friendly deal. The cat said he wanted to be here. The Cowboys felt that they need to be here. And one thing we can say whatever we want, and Jesse, you'll attest to this. Whenever he lines up on the field, he makes everybody else's job a little bit easier. Amen. Everything we've said, good or not good, when he lines up, he dictate coverage. Yep. And when you got a guy that dictates coverage, that means he's a number one. Wrong or right, Jess? Amen. Amen. And you see, you see what happens when he's not on the field? The Jets. What happened yeah. in that game? 
I mean, I, yeah. I think he's a game changer. So, all right, let's take another quick break before Matt, I, I Matt Robot kills us. Uh, when we come back, uh, Alden Smith talk, and then if we have some time, Kurt's got a couple of other uh, points he wants to talk about. When we come back on this edition of Hanging with the Boys. Planning your next family vacation? Make it Dreams Playa Mujeres Golf Resort and Spa. Enjoy the perks of unlimited luxury at this all-sweet beachfront haven where gourmet meals, premium drinks, and activities are all included. Only 10 minutes from downtown Cancun, Dreams is situated on a private white sand beach. Soak in the views from the infinity pool, pamper yourself at our spa, or enjoy family time at the Lazy River and Water Park. Book your stay today at Dreams Playa Mujeres by visiting dreamsresorts.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! The Cowboys Way, where Thanksgiving means spending the day with 100,000 of your closest family and friends to watch the game live. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships show us what success looks like. Where we're all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans have the power to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America. Copyright 2019, Bank of America Corporation. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus. A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's best network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score, September 2019. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Y'all know we're celebrating the Cowboys' 60th birthday for our 60th season. And we don't have to stop the party just because we're all virtual. We know you all have birthdays to celebrate too. And our partners at Main Event are going to help. They have a new platform called Birthday With Me to celebrate at home on Instagram each day at 2 p.m. They got cakes, candles, they sing happy birthday, everything you need for birthdays. So follow Main Event on Instagram and tune into their live story at 2 p.m. Central time each day to celebrate with others. All right, back to the show, back to this stimulating conversation from all of our locations around the DFW Metroplex. Who's the, who's the who's the astronaut behind you? Who's the what? Just the astronaut behind you. What's the story there? Hey, you know. Well, I'm in this bedroom, and we haven't decorated yet because we're in this new apartment. So every day that we're on the show, I'm just going to bring in a random piece of something around the apartment to put in here. That actually, I was um, out one night having a few Miller lights, and I saw an astronaut behind the bar, and I thought it was, the at the time, the coolest thing that I'd ever seen. So I got online, and I Googled it, and I ordered it right there in the bar, and then they shipped it to 
my apartment the next week and I had absolutely nowhere to put it. So I didn't want to give it away because I thought it was still cool, but it doesn't really fit anywhere. So it's probably going to wind up in a closet. So, nice. so we'll see. Yo, man, everything you own winding up in the closet. Shannon, come on. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk some Alan Smith. What, uh, Kurt, start with you. What What did you think when you heard the signing? I mean, hasn't been in the league in a while. He's had some, some issues in the past. Was a, a beast whenever, you know, he was at the top of his game. Um, you think right. it's good? It's it's obviously a project or an experiment. It's a, what, a one-year yeah. deal? Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Well, it's – it seems like a risk a little bit. Um, I guess they got nothing to lose with him. They're not paying him a whole lot. If he does make it, if he can somehow return to his old form, it'd be a huge uh, bonus. But, you know, he's going to be 30 years old, hadn't played since 2015. It, it seems like a long shot. Yeah, it's kind of a – it kind of brings back memories of uh, Rolando McClain. If you can get him in here for a year and, and you know, get – that type of play out of him, I guess, is is it worth yeah. it? Jesse, what'd you think whenever you you heard about it? I guess I, the voice of reason and the hater of the show. I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. I hated what? everything about it. And you hated it? Why I know that? a lot of people are saying the money part. Oh, well, they got him for cheap. Oh, well, they got him for cheap. And my, my hate has nothing to do with the money. I, I don't care what they paid him. My thing is, is that you trust, you can't trust this guy. This isn't a guy that you can trust. His whole adult life, he's had issues with the law. His entire adult life, he's had issues with the law. Just and last now, summer, right? Right. Even just this last summer. And I know people saying, oh, well, Jesse, you know, he, you know, as a Christian man, you should be able to forgive. I, I, I have no problem with forgiving. I just don't want him on my team because you haven't played football in over four years, in four years. And just eight months ago, you decided to go get help. And now I'm supposed to believe after having a history, a lifelong history of having trouble with the authorities that in eight months you have been fixed. And I know what it is to be a Dallas Cowboy. Nate knows what it is to be a Dallas Cowboy. Kurt, Shannon, you guys know what it is to be a Dallas Cowboy. When you are in this city, on this team, you are treated like a god. You are held well above report. I mean, you are, you are up here. And so now, okay, we got lenient, we got lenient rules now on marijuana. So I just look at this thing as you signed a guy who, if we're being honest right now, he's probably your day one starter at right defensive end. Because we don't have another defensive end, you know, Tyrone Crawford. There's no other defensive end. You lost Robert Quinn. You're going, he's, going, he's going to start at your right defensive end. So now you're putting a level of, a, a premium level of importance on a guy who you cannot trust. And so once he starts getting those reps, start getting those plays, and he may have some success. I hope he has some success. But what happens if he decides to go on and get another DUI because he doesn't know the rules of, of how Dallas works. He, you know, we've all been on that tollway after 12 o'clock and I know the speed limit says 75, but we all know we don't go 75 and drinking and driving. Here's another DUI. You can get yourself hurt, get other people hurt. I, I just don't like guys that I cannot depend on. Football is a dependent sport. I need to know the guy to my left 
and to my right is going to be there when I need him most. This is a guy that I just can't trust. I don't want in the foxhole with me because his history says he's not going to be there when I need him the most. Nate, what are your thoughts? Please, if it's a defensive end in the draft that falls us, that can help us win games, or do you think that can make an impact uh, quickly in our season, and early in our season, draft that guy. Draft that guy. Uh, uh, I believe in second chances, but uh, he should has he should have no impact on who we draft and when we draft him. And these guys that we bring in should have equal reps to what we to to Alden Smith. And you know, uh, good, bad, and indifference. This this should this should be uh, totally a wild card. Something you got behind your back. You know, if he give anything, he give it. If he don't give it, that's fine. He ain't affecting nothing because this team has enough wild cards as it is. And our whole defense uh, coaching staff is a wild card, trying to put this team together with, with Paul McCoy. All this thing is a wild card. You just added a bigger wild card in Alden Smith. If, if a defensive end falls to us, please draft him. And Dallas is also a place where – um, to steal a phrase from 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 Mike Fisher is 52 brands. Everybody has a brand. If you're a cowboy, you got a brand. I, I, you got a brand. And so when I'm looking, because like, championship teams, yes, they have talented people. Yes, they have talented coaches. But they look at every championship team in any sport. I don't care what level it is. If they are a championship team, there is a level of 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 chemistry and camaraderie that is that is had amongst the team not offense defense not linebackers wide receivers i'm talking about a, a sense of community in the team and this is the one team when you look at dallas yes there are clicks there there are are, are pieces that are together I don't know if the chemistry is all the way there. And then you drop this, you drop this piece right in the middle of it. And sidebar, I keep saying this, be nice to your coaches. They'll be the reason why you have a job or not. John, uh, Jim Tom Sula was the head coach for the Niners when they had Alden Smith. I know that Mike McCarthy, you know, had interest in Alden Smith, but it was Jim Tom Sula who was kind of saying this guy can really go. Always be nice to your coaches. But you drop this guy into the mix, and I don't know if this team has a good enough chemistry, a, a, a solid enough chemistry to be able to take on all these different type of uh, uh, uncertain personalities. I, I, just, I, I just did not like this signing for, for our team. It, it, just, it, just, it just lends itself for chaos in November and December when we need, it, when we need these players to be here the most. Are they yes, are they setting themselves are they setting themselves up for kind of a false sense of security because they've they've now had signed three kind of known guys for that defensive line and in McCoy Poe and now uh, Smith but all of them no, are no, no. thirty two, years two. old all of them are are come with question marks you don't know if any of them I mean surely like you said Nate they'll still go after a defensive end if they have it there uh, the two known quantities Poe can still play. Jerry McCoy still got some meat on the bone. I, I yeah, but they're uh, thirty. Alden Smith, huh? They're thirty years old. I don't know. They're thirty yeah, years I old. I mean, but they, oh, they, they, 
these guys Guy's coming are, off injury. You have to this they're using this free agency to fill in to stop gap a couple of these guys. Poe and McCoy is is basically stop gap guys. Because if they if you take away Poe and McCoy, then your defense has to be totally independent on the draft. If if, if, if take away those two guys and, and there's no way in the world you can draft anything offensively. It's no way in the world. You it shouldn't be anyway. I think if they got seven picks, six of them should be all defense. You know, and I know that's a little overboard, but you know, it's extreme times call for extreme measures. Did Poe and McCoy, I understand. They're, those are known commodities. They will play well for you. They may not be outstanding. They may have one or two games where they may not even show up, but they may have three or four games where they're going to show up and be consistent. But Alden Smith, I, I, you know, that's unknown to me. That's why I say when, when, when they look at defensive end, they can't look over there and say, well, we got Alden Smith. They got to say, no, we got to draft this guy because he's the best available. Jesse, how do you feel about the defensive line right, as it stands right now before the draft? Are you are you okay with it? Are you not okay with it? Are you – how do you um, feel about I- it? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it for the fact of the matter is that they've addressed some issues that we've had in the middle. I think the biggest thing for this defense is how do we get our our two young stud linebackers back to playing Pro Bowl top-level football? And the biggest thing they had a problem with last year was getting off those big men blocks. So if you put some meat eaters in the inside... Now they don't have to. Now, now they're being more free-flowing linebackers, and you can use them at a much more uh, productive pace and use them in different variations. So I'm, I'm okay with it. it it's not – you, you still got Tank. I'm worried about that defensive line. I'm because here, here's the, the biggest thing. You're not, you're not going to play Poe and, and, and McCoy at – a lot of snaps together. They're, they're, they're almost staggering one another. They're, they're going to be like, all right, we know that both of you are 30 plus. We know that both of you have some years in the league. We know that both of you have some injury history. So we're not trying to line you up and play both of you guys 65 snaps a game. No, what we're trying to do is we're trying to find two Inside guys that we can rely on through the course of the season, kind of almost staggering them, playing them maybe 25 snaps a piece so that at the end of the game that they're fresh, they're not a lot of wear and tear on their bodies. Maybe some packages where they may come in and have them both in there, but I don't think they're both going to be playing at the same time. I think you're going to see a different, you're going to have those guys more so staggered behind one another, giving each other a rest kind of being able to have them for the duration of the season, not necessarily having them on the every yeah, down they, basis where they're playing 60 snaps a game. They don't have anybody behind them. You know, who's, who's going to rotate in with them? I mean, you got Antoine no, Woods. You got to have Tristan signed, Hill. They haven't you signed have, Woods yet. And Hill is a big question mark. And but that th- these, are, these are all the things that they're looking. And I, I agree with you, Kurt. These are all the things that they're looking at saying, okay, Tristan Hill, we need you to take the next step. And bringing these veteran guys in here, hopefully they're able to put their arms around Tristan Hill and say, 
Hey, young fella, here's how you become a professional. Here's how you go about your work. So you got two guys in here who's been in the league for a very long time and has played at a high level for uh, some time in this league. Hopefully, that being around a guy like Tristan Hill will really be able to set the tone for him and he takes that next maturity step and that next professional step and now you got some sort of a three, four man rotation. If they, if they get a guy in the, in the draft, they, you know, they pick another guy up, maybe late in free agency. Now you got a three, four man rotation where they're, they're get, getting these guys fresh. You can now use uh, uh, Crawford at the defensive end inside that now gives you more options to do different things um again i just don't think these two guys are going to play together at the same time for a large majority of the game the bottom line is this right here the bottom line kurt is simply this right here you could not have signed these guys and now your back end is just as ragged as your front end they have addressed the, the front end as best they can at this time they will they will pick and choose as this as when this thing gets started you know the OTAs all the way to the training camp it'll be some guys out there defensively on the defensive front that you can uh, pick and choose from but where you're not gonna find guys that doing after the draft is cornerbacks cornerbacks and cornerbacks are gonna be hard to find so they're gonna have to draft these guys you know they're gonna have to they're gonna have to put a great effort in drafting these guys. That's when I'm prompt. This is the first time I ever said you know if it's a corner out there go get him because yeah. there is a premium on corners. You got to make a run and if they haven't found anybody. I think on the back end unless these coaches make a hell of a difference. Yeah, uh, that's the thing team. we're we're talking about is the defensive line okay and the the secondary is probably even worse shape. So yes, <laughs> they got some yes. work to do. Well, fellas, we got some work to do, too, but not on this show because we are out of time. <laughs> so, Matt, iRobot, Kent, thank you for keeping us on the air. Thank Nate, you, Matt. thanks for bringing it as always. Jesse, thank good you, to Chad. see your beautiful face, man, as always. Kurt, good to see you're busy and healthy. Keep going for yes, those blocks, but stay six, six feet away from the neighbors. <laughs> I'm shit and gross. Broadcasting live from the SWBC Mortgage bedroom hopefully we'll have some wings in our homes next week if i don't screw it up again we will be back next monday 11 o'clock hanging with the boys Ta-ta. this has been a production of dallascowboys.com and the dallas cowboys football club how about this cowboys yeah!